Hello and welcome to Down Syndrome Radio. My name is Mark Owens. I'm here with my good friends and co-hosts Jason Kosky and Rick Kosmowski. We're here to talk about uh, raising children with Down Syndrome. Uh, we have, uh, Let's see, today is uh, February 6, 2013. This is episode number 17, if you can believe it. And we have mm-hmm. a super special guest here for you today. Kind of a continuation of our thing last week. But with that cliffhanger, we'll go uh, and find out uh, how the rest of our gang's doing here. What's going on up there uh, in Delaware, Rick? Uh, things are going great. Uh, I am uh, I'm fresh out of the ocean, actually. I did pull the polar bear <laughs> plunge last weekend. Wow. Jumped into 38-degree uh, water on a 38-degree day. So it's pretty awesome. My third year doing it, the coldest year by far. And uh, Special Olympics of Delaware raised $650,000 doing it. So Wow. Uh, if you have a polar wow. bear plunge around you, try it out. Mm, we have one, but it's done in a pool. It's not nearly as, cl- not nearly as cool. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't think it works out here either. The water is only like sixty-three <laughs> or something. It's the koala bear plunge. Oh, yeah. Not as much. Well, speaking of cool, um, you know, you you run in and and try and get wet, and then as I was turning around to walk back out, I tripped and fell and went all the way under. So that's uh, you officially do the polar bear plunge. Awesome. <laughs> and who you got on I your saw, lap there? I saw Rick? the Who's... video, man. It looked like there was a lot of people. Uh, they have uh, twenty thousand people come to Rehoboth Beach, Delaware. Thirty-eight hundred in the water, and it looks like the Fourth of July on the beach. There's so many people, you wouldn't believe it. On a, on a and that morning, it, sn- it snowed the night before, so there was snow on the beach. Wow! Luckily, the clouds went away, and everything melted, and uh, and uh, we were able to do it. Superman! Uh, did you put sunscreen on? Right, <laughs> right. No, there's little heating things that you always see in the stores, but never use. You know, I had those in my pockets and in my shoes afterwards. We dipped Kayla. In, so she had those in her boots. She only went up to like above her ankles, though. But you know, it was cool. <laughs> Fantastic, buddy. That's pretty awesome. I should Thanks. do that once in my life. Definitely. Okay. Well, I'll see you uh, next year, first week in February. Next year, Dude, I'll do it. Set me Super up. Super Bowl Sunday. Come on up. Super Bowl Sunday. Oh, is that is that the 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 annual date? Yeah, it's the first Sunday in February they do it. So. All right. Cool stuff. All right, Jason. What's going on out in your neck of the woods? Um, wow, everything, man. Life is just swirling. Changes are swirling around. Um, good changes. Well, uh, Colette and Eloise are getting ready to go to New York City tomorrow um, for about five days. And they come back on Tuesday, and Dexter's birthday is also on Tuesday. Um, we are dealing with a... a uh, job search, which is just um, absolutely wild, the way things are happening. It's just, it's just amazing. Right, People I calling you all the time, you know. What's that? Stretch limousines pulling up to bring you to interviews, that sort of thing. Um, not really, but but certainly lots of opportunities, and and you know the the timing um, may just be absolutely perfect for for a really 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 cool um opportunity good for so, you buddy yeah so it's really really cool big big decisions though that have to be made no moving or anything like that but still some big uh yeah possibly big um sacrifices and stuff that have to be made mm-hmm. so but it, but really man. excellent opportunities are uh could be on the horizon so no, nothing that's going to cut into this though right oh i don't know you know t- time time will probably be um 
limited, but I should be able to to do this. This is, this is not too bad. We will work around you, I, man. You can't leave. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, it's great. Um, it's going really well. I had my first um, DSA uh, meeting slash retreat on Saturday, and that was was really good. You know, I I, um, I kind of spewed a lot of ideas and um, got good feedback. Um, and, and, you know, I definitely noticed that, you know, a, a lot of the board members do have older children. Um, I think the, the, the next youngest, um, from me was, was like a seven or eight year old child. So I think that we really need to, you know, get, a, get some younger blood in there and that's what they're, that's what they're trying to do. So it's, it's moving in the right direction, I think. All right, buddy. Yeah, it's very good. Uh, the big goings on in Richmond are um, our big conferences on Saturday. Uh, as you know, Kim was kind of a major force behind that, including the um, um, the grant application and all that. So our house has been busy with last minute preparation, audio visual, this and 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 going to the site and 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 working with uh, with our local folks to get all that set up. So we're excited for that on Saturday. Uh, I also went to a dad's meeting last night, and it's kind of funny that I, I, I get identified by all the other dads as Kim owns his husband. <laughs> it's like, hey, I had that last name first. Uh, but it was amazing. You talk about them being young. Almost all of the kids, almost all of the parents there have, have younger kids, and there were five of us in a row that had four-year-olds. It's cool. like something was in the water that year or something. I don't know what it so, was. But, so uh, are you not the young dad anymore or are you the, the No, yeah. There's a couple of, uh, you know, measured in, 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 in months dads and there's a couple of ones and twos in there. But, you know, there's a couple of, we had 18 this time, uh, you know, 18-year-olds, 22-year-olds, that kind of thing as well, kind of dealing with the, the job end of the spectrum, which everybody loves to listen to them because, you know, I don't know, they've been through the whole thing. Yeah. So it worked out well. They're going to plan a golf tournament, which I, you know, I, I don't play golf. I don't know anything about golf tournaments. I really couldn't help them with that. So it wasn't really for me this time, but it's nice to see everybody. All right. Ready to uh, uh, get into our uh, our topic and our big super special guest? Bring it on. Rick, if you do the honors. Of course. We, have a, we do have a super special guest with us today. Uh, someone who was the executive director of the Red River Valley Down Society, uh, an organization that served Northeast Texas, Southeast Oklahoma, and Southwest Arkansas, and currently is the executive director of Down Syndrome Affiliates in Action. And she is a wealth of knowledge and energy and support, and we're excited to have her here today to hear more about Affiliates in Action and what it does for uh, local Down Syndrome Associations affiliates. Uh, her name is Deanna Tharp, and we're happy to have you here today. Thanks. Deanna? Dina, welcome to the program. Or Dina, I'm sorry. <laughs> very common, very common mistake. I'm glad to be oh. here. Well, alrighty then. Well, uh, <laughs> this is kind of a continuation. Last week we went through uh, kind of our three local organizations and what we thought they did well, what we thought they didn't. And one of the things we mentioned is the kind of the, the central support offered by uh, affiliates in action. Maybe you could tell us more about that. 
Sure. Well, it began as a conference. Um, it's kind of funny that we're coming uh, just a couple of weeks away from our annual conference is how um, it began was just getting groups together, group leaders together and sharing information, resources, just ideas. Hey, let's don't reinvent the wheel. What are you doing that works? And and then give me that information and I'm going to take that back to my local organization and, and try to implement it there without having to go through all the steps of creating um, all of that again. And uh, so what happened in 2010 was the um, the organization the organization actually became a trade association so I was gonna say it seems um, kind of like a like an industry trade association exactly so um, and I kind of uh, I kind of you know rather than a uh, than, than something like you know a tire you know trade association or tire salesman or whatever I would I would say it's more like a, a nonprofit uh, development type of trade association where and you'll see these all in states where they have a, a nonprofit association where they do training and, re and give out resources and things like that to their members it's kind of what we do except it's, it's down syndrome focused uh, for that local organization um, there, there, there's also not any competition like you know the 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 Association of Richmond, if they got something figured out, they're sure not going to care if somebody else steals their idea. If that they would, make, they would more prefer it spread around, you know. Exactly, exactly. We're, you know, it's 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 really neat when we all get together for the conference. Is how much how much sharing actually goes on, and how once you meet somebody or once you have um, been in contact with them through DSAIA, it's so much easier to pick up the phone and call all the way across, you know, the United States and, and, and call somebody and say, hey, I saw where you have this, you know, item in the repository, you do this program, can you explain it to me? And, you know, I'm downloading the stuff, but can you help me out? I have some questions. And people are just like, absolutely, we'd love to help you because that's the kind of community that we have. Yeah, we have an awesome community. Hey, let, let me back up for a minute. Uh, Dina, we've been we've been rude. Normally, we start um, by asking more about yourself and your family <laughs> and how you kind of got involved. And uh, we haven't we haven't done any of that background. Uh, tell us about your your family and how you got involved in uh, in uh, in our neck of the woods. Sure, um, I have uh, two sons. My oldest will turn fifteen um, next next Monday. Wow, on Monday he turns fifteen. Um, Note to self. By present, yeah. Party. <laughs> Oops, <laughs> he's going skiing Saturday. It's all good. Um, so, when uh, when my oldest Jacob was three, um, we were blessed with a surprise addition. Um, his name is Joel. He's now eleven, going on twelve. March will be twelve, um, and we had some. You know, we had a slight prenatal possibility, but. Um, but when he came along, it was a, a little bit of a shock. I do. I started an organization when Joel was three years old, um, the Red River Valley Down Syndrome Society. There was nothing else there. Um, I do have, I did have, he passed away a couple of years ago, a cousin, a second cousin, um, who had Down Syndrome. But he lived a couple of towns away. He was my mother's age. Didn't really know him. I'd met him great guy but you know just didn't hadn't been around him um, and so after we you know started Red River Valley um, I got a group of parents we started having walks we started having 
meetings. It turned into educational conferences and uh, and galas and <laughs> all this other great stuff. And, and we started in 2004. We had our first walk in October. In 2007, I'm always like to, to I brag a little bit. We got the NDSC Parent Group of the Year Award. Ooh, so yeah, awesome. that was a really big step for us. And we they're still going strong. They just bought a 7,000 foot um, square foot building where they are still running my tutoring program and expanding it and doing all kinds of great stuff. So, um, so that's how I got into this. Um, I just lucked into this job. <laughs> so, um, so I'm happy to be, I just love that I got to take when we were moving to Bismarck, North Dakota from Paris, Texas, uh, this job was available as the first executive director and I was just couldn't even believe that they would consider me and I'm very excited and, and I think that it's great to be able to use all of my you know broadcasting sales marketing you know <laughs> and then and then and then nonprofit experience in this job it's just it's like it's the perfect job for me I love it Fantastic. You sound excited. You know, you're, you're doing the things you were doing before, but you're doing them and impacting the entire United States. And, uh, you know, there you go. <laughs> so you guys got a national award in three years after uh, creating that group. That's pretty amazing. Yeah, it was, uh, it was pretty. We, you know, my board president, you guys know him, Joe Mears, likes to tell everybody that. And I have to act real modest. But honestly, that's that's like one of it's it's very proud in fact, I was just in uh, Paris at their gala speaking um, in January, and I was like, is there any chance I can get that plaque and take it home with me? <laughs> so, but they still won't let me have it. So <laughs> We, we had awesome. we had Joe on in one of our earlier episodes. He was, uh, he was wonderful. He's quite colorful. In fact, he just started this dad's program. Uh, that's kind of how I roped him in. Here in Richmond, which kind of—I guess we had one before—but he came down. We kind of restarted it up because it had kind of, it had kind of uh, laxed. <laughs> so, uh, what other questions you guys got, Jason or uh, Rick? You're about to go to this new conference, aren't you? Yeah, so I'm excited to see what it's all about and what it. I mean, I think one one thing we're looking for is, uh, and tying into our last episode is what your organization does for you. You know what the DS. Uh, AIA conference does for local affiliates and Down syndrome organizations to make them better and pull them together. And maybe, uh, uh, Dina, you can just touch on some of the goals uh, of what we're trying to accomplish. Sure. You know, the, the conference it is the cornerstone of our organization. It's we spend all your planning it. We want people to come to the conference and just be overwhelmed with the amount of knowledge that is available to them. Um, we have over 70 breakout sessions this year and um, we think it's important that you're learning about um, you're learning some programming. There's lots of programming. So when you're, you know, you're looking for, you know, to start a first call program, you know, prenatal outreach. Um, if you're thinking about, you know, um, starting some outreach, maybe Hispanic or African American outreach, those type of things are, um, we look to put those uh, sessions in there. But then, you know, people are interested in their board and 
encouraging their board and getting their board more involved. They're, they're interested in fundraising, so we always have some fundraising and development options in there. Um, and then, you know, one of the things that we're, we think is so uh, hilarious is that it doesn't matter how many times that we put a social media um, session either on a webinar or in the conference, it is well attended because even though we're all so wonderful at Facebook, people still just have trouble getting a grasp on exactly how to market their organization using social media and really how to take advantage of it. So those are always great. Um, and then this year I'm very excited because we're doing something a little new. This is a leadership conference. Um, we're training leaders and we have uh, we've been doing a pilot project for the past few months called leader circles and basically those are you know where you get together it's a peer mentoring circle normally you would do it in your t in your town in your city and you would all meet five of you would meet and get together once a month um, and go do a like a, a round table discussion where you, you know each one of you gives their problem uh, the others help, you know, by asking questions or offering suggestions or resources. Um, that's been going really well. We're going to do leader circles at the conference. It's going to be modified. <laughs> it's a little bit harder when you have 30 people in a room. Uh, but we're doing that. Uh, and then um, to kick that off, we our keynote speaker is Bill Clement. And I don't know if you guys are hockey fans, um, but he is, uh, he's a Stanley Cup champion, uh, twice. Um, you guys might, if you've ever seen the, uh, was it the Broad Street Bullies or whatever. So, um, he was with the Phillies and, uh, quite a guy, great speaker. He's going to be wonderful to, to kind of get us all pumped up and, and get us into those leader circles. That is going to be awesome. So, uh, so you're, when you're talking about leadership or leader circles, like in, what inspired that was smaller groups, and now you're saying larger groups would be, or what the idea is here, just because of the number of people. But it sounds like something you could replicate in your local uh, organization as well. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. We we hope that when we what we have with our two pilot uh, groups right now are executive directors and board presidents, um, and Jane Page Steiner, who's a consultant. You, I, I know Mark. You know who she is. So I think she's come down there and done some stuff for different groups. But um, she's a nonprofit consultant, and she is actually. Um, she's done the training with us we organized it um, and then she's leading one group I'm leading another we just thought it would be a great idea to bring that type of energy and and networking and peer mentoring to the conference and then once that is over perhaps out of those separate sessions we build more leader circles so it's a little bit difficult difficult to do it on the phone but you know just like we're doing here today you know it's it's once you get used to who people are and in a small group of five um, it's easy to get to know them and then you know who they're you know when they're talking you know their voice and and it becomes really comfortable and I've seen my group I'm I facilitate the board presidents I've seen them really you know get involved and ask people you know just great questions and, and I'm thinking wow this is great information I'm taking notes <laughs> learning from them and uh, but we, we hope that maybe out of those leader circles at the conference, it, it grows into small groups of five that we can, you know, that we can keep going throughout the year. So, 
I mean, I love the idea of it. It, it sounds one of the barriers, of course, for your organization is communication, and everybody has you know your your life and your family, and especially in a in a DSA like uh, mine is in Delaware. It's a parent-run organization for the most part. And how do you know keep in touch with everybody and make sure that communication is still happening? And this sounds like a really good way uh, to facilitate that and to make sure that it, it continues to happen and you're getting ideas from people. So I don't know if that's that's something that we were looking to take out and bring back. So yeah, yeah. Well, and I think that when you leave the conference. Um, it is sometimes hard to keep in touch with the people that you meet. That's why we try to give everybody so many opportunities to network. You know, it's why we don't do a speaker at lunch so that you can, you know, we've expanded our session time so that they're a little bit longer. So you have a little bit more time, you know, to, to kind of talk to the speaker or talk to another person you met in that session. Um, we have this online scheduling site, which I think is pretty cool because it actually helps you to uh, see the other attendees yeah, and send them messages right and fantastic. things like that. With the, with the color coding, with know, the color all coding, all of the green is social, right? And you have yeah. you have several yeah. dining places, you know, all set up so that yeah, you can kind of see who the, else is going to go where. Uh, you know, I, I know when I go to a technical conference, the first thing I do is look through the attendee list and, and all the potential customers or whatever or other technical people I want to meet. And I basically make a list and make sure I bump into each one while I'm there. Yeah, that yeah. And we do, um, you know, that you you go in, you, you your break, you know, your breakfast is buffet. You you have two sessions. It's lunch. Uh, another session, another session, you know, I mean, break and then oh, and then the last session of the day, which is a general session, we cram a lot into that day. And so our evenings, uh, this is one of the things we started a, a while ago was the dine arounds where we go ahead and make reservations for everybody in groups of 10 or 15 or however we can get them in there. And then people sign up and we just encourage them to go somewhere different, go somewhere where you like the food, don't always go with your group. And then you'll get to meet other people on on Friday night, so it's it, that's kind of cool, and and that way nobody has to worry about well, do I have reservations for this? Where do I want to go? Uh, that's something we just try to make it so easy for our attendees. We know that they work, you know, most of them are board members or volunteers, and so they work full-time jobs and then they you know then they run this organization and they work really hard and and now they're giving up some more personal time to come and learn how to you know how to better their organization how to better serve their members so we try to pamper them and you know the meals are great you know we bring in the best speakers and we just we really really try to make sure that their experience is uh, is something they go back and go absolutely we're going back next year it was worth it you know, this this whole thing, in, in, in my perception, when I hear people, you know, in my organization talk about it, it's more than like a conference. It's kind of like the, like the, like the main training that you would send one, you know, a, a few of your board members to, as many as you can, every single year. And it's almost like, a, a, let's say, a rite of passage or like a, or like a training session to be a, to be a better board member, to go as oh, often yeah. as you can. Yeah. And it seems yeah. different that I went to the one uh, in Washington, the NDSC one, and that was more just for parents. And this is really about about leading and about taking. It's like they're, they're like you, you took the list of all of the things that all of the organi organizations were struggling with, 
found the person who knew the most about it and 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 put a session together yeah and and you know the conference is you know is i just love sending people to the conference because i think it energizes them and they come back with lots of ideas um, and get ready to go. We always tell people, you know, go back and don't let it sit there too long in your notebook. You know, get get going on it. Um, but what we have done past the conference is we do um, training webinars every month, two of them. Um, and I say training webinars. They're they're training, they're resource, they're programmatic webinars. Um, we've got one tomorrow. E newsletters that make your donors want to give. So we're bringing in a a, a great. Um, fundraising expert uh, marketer to, to do that, uh, Mazarin Treyes, and then um, we're having one in March on um, how to read a financial report. Like, board, some of these people that get on a board, um, they're, pa they're there because they have a passion to, you know, about uh, maybe an individual with Down syndrome or just the cause in general, but maybe they don't, they've never been in a business where they looked at a P&L. You know, maybe they're not really, they've never been on a nonprofit board before. It's okay because those are the people that are gung-ho and they're in there to work. That's why we're here. We're here you're, to make... You're there to round them out, you know? Yeah. And, and fill in the gaps. So, yeah. <laughs> so, so we're here to help these organizations become more professional. Um, and, and we know that... Um, there's a lot of groups that never get past the kitchen table stage and maybe they don't want to. That's okay. We're not their organization. We're the, we're the organization that, that if you want to grow your membership and build your programs better, not maybe not more programs, just build better programs um, and be, become, you know, and really have a, a plan for sustainability. That's what we're interested in doing. I know I kind of didn't talk about this, but we you know we do the webinars every month, and then we also have what um, we call it a resource repository. So that's online for members, and it is a collection. We just might as well call it a library of resources. It could be um, something as simple as a copy of a, of bylaws or some policies. It could be marketing stuff for walks. It could be um, invitations to a, a banquet. It could be uh, a budget for a golf tournament. I mean, it could be any of those things. Um, they're all submitted by our members. And so those things are in there and available to our membership. And so anyone, you know, if you join, if when you put in all your leaders' names, then any of them could go in and say, you know, Sue is in charge of uh, the walk this year, and she wants to look at some different, you know, um, registration, you know, <laughs> forms or whatever. And she goes in there and looks at those. Uh, but you know, um, you know, Mike is in charge of the golf tournament, and he can just go in whenever he wants to at two o'clock in the morning and look up golf tournament stuff. So uh, that's in there. We have twelve hundred items uh, in there right now, and we're always growing. Um, and then we do um, we do discount programs just like any other trade association. We're looking to find ways to save people money. So um, one of the things that we did last year, we're continuing this year, is a something that actually doesn't cost our groups anything. Um, it's a subscription to Ecivis. It's a grant um, funding search. Um, subscription so basically they will help you they 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 look at what you you have some different search 
you know, criteria that you're looking for. Um, usually I just call them and say, hey, I, you know, I would like to add this to my search criteria. I get updates. They're really targeted to me. Um, there's some training in there by Dr. Browning, who wrote how, uh, Grant Writing for Dummies and like 36 other books. And so the, she's the vice president of this organiz of this company. And so it's really neat to be able to say, hey, this does not cost you anything. It might cost you, you know, $5,000 or more if you bought it yourself, um, all of this. But you get it just as, as a benefit of your membership. Let's let's talk about uh, membership for a second, uh, um, <clears throat> Dina. You know, it's kind of like uh, a, a normal trade association where you know there's a there's a membership fee of some sort and some order of magnitude. Yes, yeah. Um, it's a little different in that it's not um, it's not an individual fee. Um, it is it's done by group. It's the same for everyone. There's no scale at, at this time, and um, it, not that we haven't thought of that. <laughs> which just um, membership fee is a thousand dollars a year um, for groups that are just starting out or have a low budget. Um, to help them grow, we do have some scholarships available. They're they're partial scholarships, but we find that um, uh, you know a year, and they're coming back and saying, "No problem, we're in. Here's your here's your thousand dollar check." Um, so for a lot of people, for a lot of small groups, it's it that's a hurdle um, for you know. So that's why we do offer those scholarships, and they're all they're all done by. Um, our scholarships are all funded by private donations. So, so I I can kind of see where you know if you're just uh, you know maybe ten parents meeting in somebody's kitchen, in some small spot, then it doesn't kind of make sense. You have to almost reach a certain size to make it to make it worth it. But that honestly doesn't sound like a lot of money. So I don't think you have to be that large. So well. And also, uh, just just to, to say that you do need to be a recognized nonprofit. Um, you have to be a duly recognized nonprofit before you can join. And that's just because it you there is a lot of resources. And and for a group that it's just one person or two people, and they're sitting around the table going, "Hey, I think we should have a meeting." Um, if we do offer some some resources for those people like if they were to call me and say hey Dina we really want to you know get going but we can't afford membership we want to do some bylaw I have a little packet that I send out to these groups and we're actually working on a series for groups getting started that they can it's a webinar series that they can purchase individually it's a, and then whatever Whatever amount that they purchase, if they decide to join, we take that off their membership fee for that year. Right. I mean, your 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 goal is to help everyone. You know, you're just you're trying to, you know, to to keep yourself funded at the same time. It makes total sense. So, yeah. how, about how many members so, do you have? Uh, we're up to I, I believe we're at eighty five. Um, we've had <laughs> we had somebody join last month, and then. Um, I, I've got a couple that um, that are that are on the verge. So yeah, we're, we're sitting at about 85 right now. Um, we, you know, our goal um, in the next year is is really to hit 100. And um, and when we started, to just kind of give you a little idea, when I came in in June uh, or May of 2010, um, we had 58 members. So. 
um, big increase and we grow every year. We usually add about one member a month as our average. So uh, none this month unless somebody just calls me because it's too busy. <laughs> but, well, it's only the sixth, um, so you know you got more time. Yeah. Jason, I cut you off, buddy. I'm sorry. That's okay. Um, so, so we spoke a little bit before, and we found out that uh, San Diego is is not a member. So, what would what would an, an organization that is not a member um, do to to learn more about it? Or if if someone wanted to convince their organization to join, do you have any? Um, documentation or or information about that sure um well we have a um, we have a brochure um there's some information online but honestly the best way that we have found to um to tell a group about the benefits and explain those benefits in a way that it's not just throwing information at them is uh, we offer what we call tours or orientations. We'll even do them for groups that are already members. Sometimes when you get new leaders in, they just say, we, we need a orientation again. But, but it's a webinar that we will schedule um, with, the or, with the leadership. It can be board staff. We, we like it to be you know, a good majority. It doesn't, not everyone has to attend, but you need, you know, a few there. Um, we will do it individually so that every one of them can just log in from home, or we have groups that get together, like maybe they're having a board meeting. And so for the first 45 minutes, we do, uh, we log on at, on the webinar and talk to them. But we spend a little time talking about what we do, the benefits, um, and then, you know, really kind of show people, okay, here's the webinars. They're all archived. Every one we do is recorded. Um, you can go in and access them 24-7. Here's the repository. What do you want to look at? Let's, you know, what, what are you interested in? Um, and we'll kind of take a little tour of the repository, repository and show them how that works. And then we spend a little time at the end just really talking about, you know, what the group's needs are. Um, what they would like to get from us <laughs> and then and that helps us too because you know we're doing a little uh, we're doing a little research there but also if they do join um, we're able to really understand you know what that group needs how we can help them and I also think that after you talk to somebody and and these are really informal where you know um but after you talk to somebody a little while and have a conversation with them i just find that it's just so much easier um for them to call me at, or email me and feel comfortable asking me for something um i i always just cringe when people go well i was going to call you but i thought you were too busy no that's my job <laughs> you call me when you need me um and it also keeps that group from one person being the gatekeeper you know, and, and so that it's, oh, well, that's so-and-so's, you know, they're the leader, they're the board president, or they're the executive director, so, you know, they deal with that. No, we want, you know, it's it it's a resource for, you know, every leader in your organization, even down to the committee chair that's not even on the board, you know. All right, yeah, so if, if, if you started in 2010, uh, so this year in June will be three years. So we'll be expecting yes. some sort of award <laughs> since it's been three years. I'm going to make my own. <laughs> <laughs> hey, 
Hey, we are giving awards this year. It's kind of cool. We we are giving awards. We're doing affiliates and excellence awards at the conference. Um, we've got tons of categories and different budget categories. It's all under the conference uh, tab on our site. And um, I'm just I've just blown away because all the entries are coming to me. And I'm just like, as I open each package, I'm just like, wow, these people are doing great stuff. Look at this brochure. Look at this website. Look at, you know, I mean, just the, this, the, the level um, is awesome. I love it. Um, is, is, is so, yeah, one, we are it, giving away some, we are giving away prize, prizes. We is, should is, give, a, give ourselves one, huh? Is, <laughs> is, is there one for best podcast or, or, or one for only podcast? <laughs> only podcast. <laughs> Podcast by three fathers. Hey, that's the best way to win, right? Uh, hey, I think there you is know, some you, type you, of media broadcast. Maybe we should look into that. I'm only kidding. Oh but, uh, we need, we uh, need to create our own uh, organization first, I think. You're right. Tina, <laughs> um, hey, what about the uh, categories that you come up with for uh, the conference and for the webinars? Are those? Do you find you're repeating the same uh, popular topics for people that want to, they want to be reinforced? Or is it something new all the time? How does well, that how does that happen? Yeah, we 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 use surveys to see what people are really looking for. You know, the the board development and fundraising. I mean, there's just certain categories that um, are popular, and they're going to be popular because everyone wants to know how to raise money. Everyone wants to know how to get their board better engaged or to you know help them to. Um, you know, to just just be a better governing board. Um, the the one thing that you'll see different is the programs because what we do is we hear about different programs, um, and then so those are always just I just love those. They're very exciting. People get people like to know you know about the the lose the training wheels. I I can write now, but we did one on that. We've done one on the next chapter book club. Um, we did one on a Weight Watchers program that Jacksonville was doing with their adults with Down syndrome, which was awesome. Um, so you will see some different things like that that groups are doing. Um, but for the most part, we're looking at really board development, fundraising, uh, marketing, um, e even sometimes, you know, the, the education issues, how, how to support your teachers and you know and your paras as as your kids go back to school and you know and a, as an organization be, you know um, one of the things that you know we do every year is usually we start off the year with some sort of series um, la the first year 2011 when we started it we did a grant writing boot camp with Dr. Browning and so there's six sessions basically everything you need to know to sit down and write a grant um, and then the last year we did a board development series where we handled little different things like fundraising with your board and uh, the role of your board and uh, strategic planning things like that um, this year we just finished up a donor development series major gift strategies how to go out and get major donors um, so that one just finished um, so we do kind of take those topics but then really delve into them like again like next month when we're doing how to read a financial statement that's 
very specific and it's not just how to read it it's really like what I'm a board member what do I need to know what questions do I need to ask what do I need to look for uh, things like that she really goes into detail um, on it it's a 90 minute webinar so it's it's really yeah. involved <laughs> I have all those questions so it's great hey, well, um, one constantly more one more topic I, I was wanted to cover I was headed for that with the membership questions was your gaps in the map program Yes. Um, you know, that was something that we came up with at our strategic planning session back in um, 2011. Um, we, we sat down and, and said, you know, there's just, um, we get calls all the time from people who either are parents, they're looking for a group. And I, you know, what we were trying to do is, well, we need to find a way to, to locate all the groups. How do we locate all the groups and find out where, you know, um, if somebody calls me from you know from Timbuktu, can I can I find where their local group is? Um, that led us down another path where um, we ended up talking with NDSS and NDSC and working together with them uh, to not only find the gaps, locate the groups, find the gaps, but then also to help ensure that we come up with some type of model where. If I live in Bismarck, North Dakota, and thank heavens I have a wonderful group here, but if I didn't have a group in a really rural area maybe, um, then, you know, in the next group was four hours away, I need some type of virtual support. Um, and so that model is being developed, so I don't really know exactly what that's going to look like, but that's the beauty of a strategic plan is you set that goal and we're just moving toward that direction. Um, but we're we're already, um, you know, a, a long way into this process um, that, you know, we've already done our first surveys. We're, we're getting ready to start our second round where we... Um, where we take the information that we got off the first one and delve back into it and really we have a working on mapping technology. We do have a map on our site. Um, we, one of our uh, board members who is um, great um, with IT actually um, collected the information off of from NDSS, NDSC, our gaps in the map survey and also um, just the members that we had and, and the people that were interested that had logged in. Um, and we took that information and put it on a map of the United States so that we could kind of, you know, see. It also helps me to find people. I'm a little bit better at finding people now. So um, so someone calls me from an area and I can go to that area on the map and say, well, the next one is, you know, and it's going to be two hours away, but here it is, and here's the information. And, and then people can go there and look at that themselves. But we hope that that by the, at the end of three years, that we are at a point where we have a searchable map database on our site that people can find, uh, you know, the group that's nearest them that they'll know what programs and things like that that they offer and that those those rural areas or those areas where there isn't a group um, that there is some sort of plan for a larger group nearby to help them virtually if they can't you know I mean not everyone can drive two hours to you know a parent meeting um, or something like that but just being able to pick up the phone and and know that that you know that you're a member of that organization and they're there to help you um, you know speaks a lot and if someone does want to start a group 
in an area where there's not one, then, you know, we're, we're happy to help them get that started as well. Wow. Uh, I, I just think you have a fantastic mission. I think you take all of the associations in the United States, which are already wonderful and make them even better. And you're trying to reach even beyond that. It's a, it's a big job, but somebody's got to do it. And we, and I want to tell you guys, well, I have a wonderful board. Um, I have just a very hardworking board. I couldn't ask for a group of people that are more passionate. And I, I just think that it's awesome that they all serve on committees, that they, they, they do their, they do their tasks <laughs> that they get sent home and, and they really are go-getters. I, I love it. I love the people that, um, that I serve for. Well, this name, Allison, uh, Allison Wickstead looks familiar here. So, you know, she's, she's pretty a, good. She's a, she's a, like a energizer bunny. Um, <laughs> I, I didn't realize that. I, so I, hard there Cause I need her. <laughs> I, I didn't realize that she did this. So, you know, it's kind of like we're sharing and I'm not sure how I feel about that. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Well, you know what? She is actually the chair of the Gaps in the Map. That's what I'm looking at. I've been I've been surfing all around your webpage, and that's that's where I saw her. Yep. So I was wondering if she was the IT person that you mentioned did all the maps. No, stuff. no, she's not. But oh my goodness, no. <laughs> I've I've been helping her and Kim, so I would, I would have been surprised. Um, but yes, they there there's a lot of energy there. She's wonderful. All right. What what other you guys got any other questions? I don't know. I just just my feeling and listening to this is, you know, you see the energy uh, from this call and you hear the energy around this um, as a whole um, for affiliates in action. And it's almost like it, you, you can feel it filter through that conference and hopefully come back to your local affiliate and then into your own area. Um, you know, that I feel like when you talk about uh, this conference and group, it's what you would want to have in your own local area and it's, you know, to have this uh, strength and uh, I don't know. It's just good to hear. It's good to talk about. It. It's energizing me. I'm not, I haven't even been there yet, so um, <laughs> really looking forward to it. I'm really glad to hear all the things you're doing. I do want to. I do want to. We talked a little bit about the webinars, and I've been on uh, a bunch of them. I, I think they are fantastic, and it's great that it's a a quick hour thing that you can join and uh, listen to a topic. And there, there's a lot of them. Like uh, like you're saying, there's, there's two a month. Um, for most of them, you have to be a, I think you do have to be a member of Affiliates in Action to listen to those. Is that true? Yeah, we um, we just started something new now, but um, uh, before you had, you had to be a member for any webinar unless we had specifically made it open. Um, but now we are actually offering select webinars, most of our webinars, um, you can purchase. Um, if you're not a member. So this way it gives us an opportunity for, well, it gives people an opportunity to see the quality of what we what we are offering, but also for those who aren't sure, maybe they're a small group, you know, maybe they are that startup group and they really want to know about financial reports, then they, they could they could pay and watch that webinar and then they'd still get all the resources that come with it and uh, be able to watch it again you know for uh, two weeks or so and and so it's just a way for us to, to kind of reach out and say I mean it's it's good for us because we get to show off and show what we do to, to those people who aren't members but um, for groups that aren't sure or may not be ready for that, you know, big step. You don't have to be a 501c3 to pay for pay for a webinar and watch it. So those are uh, available. 
Yeah, it's it's excellent. I mean, to build on on what Rick said, um, as someone who's relatively new to this, you know, I, I just had my first board meeting uh, on Saturday. Uh, I've never worked with a nonprofit before. I've never been on a board before, um, and and I, I I the reason I joined the board is because I, you know, noticed some 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 changes that that I would like to make and and some kind of gaps in in resources that are provided and stuff this 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 sort of organization is is exactly what I need someone who's been there before can recommend uh things to do um yeah that sounds really great i'm going to try to uh fill the san diego gap in that map let let's get let's get that webinar scheduled <laughs> We love to do one, and they're a lot of fun. I have to tell you, the guys that do that doing these webinars, I don't, I don't dread them. I like talking about what I do, and I like talking about what DSAIA does, and and uh, you know, it's nice to see somebody come in and say, you know, after doing an orientation webinar, come in and say, you know, that was like a, a board retreat almost. By the end of it, we learned so much. You know, we got really excited. We've figured out that we're not alone and these issues that other groups have them that we're not you know <laughs> we're not out there all by ourselves on an island we're the only group that has this issue this problem and um, so it's great and I love to do them so I would always I just think that if there's even if you have an inkling that you you know you might be interested you know there's no we don't we don't do these webinars and we're not pushy you know it's no we're not I'm not a high pressure salesperson mm -hmm. if you decide you know hey it's not for us right now that's great and we enjoyed talking to you cuz I learned just as much from doing these webinars as the people that are I'm on them with all right that's a question uh, so the conference is in Cincinnati, Ohio this year, and is it always in that uh, area, or does it go around the country? I know there was a, a post out there somewhere talking about future locations, but uh, is that generally where you are? Have you been in different places? We go to different places. We um, actually, um, I guess I um, can't, don't have to, it's not spilling the beans, but we'll be back in D.C. in 2014 teaming up with NDSS's Buddy Walk on Washington so that people that want to go to both can make one trip. It, it makes it for a long trip, um, but uh, it's something that we uh, decided to do with NDSS a, a few years ago, and, and it's been a good partnership. Um, after that... Um, that's what we're planning right now actually is planning our 2015 conference um, where it's going to be and we're kind of you know we like to we like to keep it um, to a major hub so that the airfare is not so bad on people um, Cincinnati was great um, because there's a lot of people that are within driving distance so that that worked out well for a lot but but we've been to Dallas and and uh, you know we've uh, been to Kansas City. We've been to Phoenix. Um, you know, DC. We're just we're looking for, um, you know, the next place. And uh, I always like to hear where people want us to go. You know, and 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 for the person who wanted us to go to Buffalo, uh, we might as well just come on up to Minneapolis if we're going to do that. <laughs> <laughs> hey, San Diego is great in February. I'll just let you know. Absolutely. People said we want to go out west or we want to go somewhere warm. <laughs> All right, guys. Um, anything else before we move into the story of the week? 
I don't think so. That was great. Good. Yeah, it's wonderful. All hey, right. Thank you guys so we much don't... for having me on. I've had fun and and um, I appreciate it. It's a great show. By oh the way. gosh, I hope so. So, do you want to stick around and give us your give us your moment of the week? Oh, do you really want to know that? <laughs> you surely do. <laughs> it's easy for you. You have a whole. You know, we we have to do. We have to come up with one every week. Oh, okay. You think yeah, about I'll... one while Rick tells a story. Okay. Okay, so uh, we do this little segment during uh, the show that highlights some news in the week and uh, just uh, something to touch on. We didn't touch on sports last time, but we're going to touch on sports again. This has to go with high school wrestling. Um, there's a sophomore, uh, his name's Danny Gill. He has Down syndrome, and he is on the high school wrestling team. And uh, the team worked on getting him a match, and uh, he ended up wrestling against the state champ in his uh, state, and uh, it was a big day. He got a lot of support from uh, uh, classmates, uh, fellow students, a big moment for his parents, um, and uh, just basically people are saying that they were just so excited and proud of him, and he was very proud of himself to be able to wrestle in a, uh, you know, an official match in high school. Um, just talking about uh, words from... Danny's father uh, about his opponent uh, saying that uh, this kid from Burlington, his name was Steven, who was a state champion wrestler, made him feel like he was on top of the world at that moment that night. And uh, the, the crowd from both sides were cheering on Danny and his mom and others were crying because this night he won his match and he had help from everyone uh, pitching in and cheering him on the whole time. Uh, afterwards, they asked him if he had fun, and he said he sure did. And um, they asked him if it was a tough match, and he said, "Yeah, it was a riot." So uh, that, it's a it's a definitely a feel good story, something that you'd like to see uh, repeated all over the place, and it just shows uh, the sense of community and uh, inclusion in that area. So good story. I love the sports stories balancing out this whole uh, um, recent news about uh, them changing the. It was the Department of Education and, and, and this whole statement they made about, uh, you know, including kids in sports. Right. You can't exclude people. It uh, didn't really make sense, though, because, I mean, I, 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 did, I didn't feel that they already were, but you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, I, mean, I think that, you know, you have a little bit of everything in all areas, so you want to make sure that people know that they have just as much of a right to be able to participate as anybody else. And with reasonable accommodation, you should be able to do that. But the but the so. but the the way, the way the thing was worded kind of confused me because you know was it not you know a month ago was that not the policy? I mean, it's been the policy the whole time, hasn't it been? Is this really a change in the Department of Education? Uh, I don't know. You know, I I think the schools have a lot of strength. You know, and it's a, it's a great topic to talk about. Schools really can, and I think as you know, as I progress through. Um, seeing, you know, it's really a lot of those decisions are made right at the school where you are, right with the teachers you're with, and um, the, you sometimes you're really lucky and sometimes you're not. And I think we can hear just, uh, experiences from both sides about that. But to have an official statement out there is good support to the parents. Sure, it, it, it is. I just, I guess I was being cynical by saying, well, geez, does that mean that last year you weren't going to let my kid play? I, you know, yeah, no, I, I hear you. I, I, I don't know how much of that goes on. Hopefully, hopefully both areas were, were, were good about it already. Obviously, like this, like this, this area that did the wrestling. Yeah. And we hear, we hear positive stories all the time, hopefully a lot more than the negative stories. 
All right, what do you say, Rick? You got to want to follow that up with a with a moment of the week. Moment of the week. Okay, so we're going back to the polar bear plunge, and Kayla is out there on the boardwalk, walking towards. Uh, it, so they leave a boardwalk, and then you walk onto the beach. And as she's going that way, a, a young girl with a crown and a sash walks up to her, and uh, she's Miss Delaware from the Miss America pageant. And gets to meet Kayla. Um, they hit it off, and they end up going into the water together. So Miss Delaware uh, plunged in the polar bear plunge with my daughter, and uh, my daughter completely loved it. It was a fan, and seeing stuff like that and seeing your kids' eyes light up like that is just a wonderful thing. So that's my, awesome, uh, buddy. It's my story. That is of the awesome, week. Mark. I think we have to go next year. I think I think we gotta we have to crash <laughs> it at Matt's at Matt's house and, yeah. and then uh, go to Rehoboth. No yeah, worries. You know, I I I grew up in the cold. I'll do the I'll do the dip. No worries. <laughs> the only thing about Delaware is all those tolls. Hey, you know, small state, big tolls. I know, I know. It's, it's highway robbery. Uh, what do you say, Jason? Um. Oh man. Uh, well, so we, we're we're still we're still struggling with the with the um, Christmas music in the car because I've not I've not been able to to get rid of that yet but um (laughs) dexter's new thing now is he um and i have no idea where where he got this from but he will um pretty much anything but it's typically with this little football that we have he'll take it and he'll throw it like across the room and he'll say he yeah and then he'll like crawl after it and grab it, and then throw it again. And say he yeah. So he's constantly grabbing things, throwing them, and saying he yeah. Like he's some you know Bruce Lee. Dude, that's super. He's guy. he's invented his own game. It's called Dexter Ball. Yeah, it's it's pretty hilarious to watch and and just listen to. You can just hear him, you know, motoring around and and saying he yeah all over the place. It's, he's a battle it's, cry. It's pretty it's hilarious. Awesome. And so actually, we did. One other thing, we did get um, the Shore Steps uh, last week, maybe about a week now, um, and so far, so far, so good. There, I can definitely see the difference in stabilization of his feet, and and um, you know, he there's no problems with comfort or anything. Um, you said he so, throws the ball and then crawls after it, but you know, yeah. where's his, where's he at on the walking thing? Walking thing, still, you know. Not there yet. He's pulling himself up, cruising cru- along, cru- cruising holding on table. to, so, to okay. couches and stuff. So there um, are times when he's up that these sure step things come into come into action. Yeah, I mean they help. They help. Um, they help with the with the standing up too, because uh, he can't bend his ankles and, and collapse. The, his ankles don't collapse as much. It, it really just helps to to structure his foot. I mean, it it even helps. I think when he's just sitting, too. Awesome. Awesome. That's I great. think we'll talk about more more about that uh, at a later date. Though. Upcoming episode. Teaser. Teaser. <laughs> uh, yeah, mine is Luke has a new um, thing that he does. Uh, obviously, he got from his older brothers and sisters uh, where he goes, oh, man. And he slaps <laughs> his hand on his forehead. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's, it's, it's an obvious copy of, you know. Uh, the it's, it's so funny the things that he gets from them are not all good things but at least they're funny so oh man 
You got to get a sound bite of that one now, too. I know. I know. And, and, you know, I did that. I, I, I had my all of my older children say, well, all, all three of them actually say Down Syndrome Radio, and I was recording with my iPod, but, you know, I need to do the transfer them over and get them into little clips so that I can play them, play them during the episode. Slacker on my part, maybe next week. All right, Dina, you get kind of that, the, the, the feel for what we're doing here? Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, so, well, my, I'll give you a moment. It happened a little while ago before I came on. Um, I was, uh, you know, in my bedroom. I'm a big, uh, I love ghost, anything paranormal, ghost hunters, all that stuff. So it was on uh, on the TV, and I had gone into the bathroom and done a couple of things, and I was walking out, and, and they something was going on. You know, somebody was moving or something, and... Uh, and uh, I was really kind of watching it, and then um, I, I look down, and there's a tennis ball, and it rolls out from underneath my bed. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> I went, oh, and then I heard, you know, from the other side, a, a snicker. You know? <laughs> <So> yeah. <laughs> my 11-year-old was hiding on the other side, and, and he, had, he had rolled it, and he had ro- rolled it really gently out. And I said, what are you doing? He said, scare you, Mommy. I said, yes, you <laughs> Oh, man. That's awesome. They start to get sneaky. Uh, it's funny cool. for a little bit until they get a little too sneaky. <laughs> <laughs> that's good. Now we know how to scare Dina. <laughs> All right. You guys ready? Do it. Let's do some. Mm-hmm. Let's do some plugs real quick. Uh, obviously, we want to thank uh, uh, Dina for joining us today. Uh, Down Syndrome Affiliates in Action is uh, www.dsaia.org. Uh, special things we talked about today were the gaps in the map. Go fill out a survey. Send some of your board members to the conference. It is starts Friday, February twenty second. If that's right. Yeah. Sign uh, up for a webinar too. Oh, 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 and there's activities the 21st the night before. Uh, be part of the, Revino- the, the webinars. If you happen to live in San Diego, like some people we know, convince your organization to join. Don't be crazy. And uh, that's that. So we also have um, Down Syndrome Daily, which uh, run by our very own Rick Kosmowski, uh, downsyndromedaily.com. So go there or, or put that in your RSS feeder or whatever and get the updates as they come along. Uh, you know, we are Down Syndrome Radio, which is hosted by DownrightAwesome.com, uh, which is uh, 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 Jason's family uh, organization there as well. Um, and then uh, we're available on iTunes under uh, Down Syndrome Radio or search on anything Down Syndrome because we're, we're pretty much what there is out there. So you have to listen to us. So there you go. We would love a, a comment on the website. We'd love Oh, a, yeah. You a, know what I was just going to say? Oh, okay. We have a, a, a very good comment that um, I noticed just the other day while we were trying to deal with this this uh, iTunes only keeping 10 episodes thing. I actually looked at the comments again the other day. And we have a very good comment. So I feel like I should read it because they're sure. so few and far between. Um, it is The title is Awesome Makes Me Want to Share More Too. And it's by Z-E-M-O-G-M. So... However, we say that Zem OGM. Zemogum. Yeah. How do you and, see the uh, comments, Jason? I can't see them. What's that? How do you see the comments? Uh, there's a separate like comment tab. Our ratings and reviews on. Uh, oh, on, on iTunes. Oh, oh, okay. iTunes. Okay. I yeah, that's where I'm looking. Website. Okay. 
Yeah, this is on iTunes. Well, awesome. And, uh, and she just she says, just had our first baby boy. I, I don't know why I'm assuming it's a she. Maybe it says it in here somewhere. Whatever. Uh, anyway, just had our first baby boy in October 2012. She was diagnosed with T21, and we basically lived in the hospital for seven weeks, doing much better now at home. There I found, there I found this podcast and a few other good blogs that shared personal stories and resources. This was obviously not the path we chose, but having resources like DRA, DS Radio, sure helps along the way. We certainly appreciate the shared experience experiences from the Down Syndrome community. I'm getting inspired to share our own stories soon. Fantastic. Awesome. Yeah. Thank you. Oh, that was very right. cool. Thank All you, right. Z-E-O-M-G-M, or whatever it was. Z-E-O-M-G. Z-E-M-O-G-M. Yeah. Okay. Yep. It's a Zachary yep. or Zoe, I'm going to guess. Anyway, thanks for your comment. We want more of that. And subscribe as well, please. It'd be awesome. All right. I miss anything? Good job. All right. Let's kick off. Uh, we're selling oh. t-shirts still. Oh, DownrightAwesome.com. Yes. I have those on the website. I'm not wearing mine right now, but they are darn comfortable. They are very comfortable. Occasionally, I see a Facebook friend or someone in a picture that's posted with the down, Downright Awesome shirt on, and I... I uh, for instance, for, for instance, Kim's photo from our last uh, yeah, <laughs> that was an excellent, excellent uh, picture, excellent, excellent display of the downright awesome shirt. My favorite yeah. feature is the three-quarter sleeve because I can give a child a bath and reach in and undo the thing without getting my sleeve <laughs> wet, and I can also do the dishes. But yet I don't have to, you know, walk around freezing my butt off in shorts and short sleeves. So there you go, excellent choice yeah. on that. All right, I'm gonna play a song. Play it. So, Dina, I love I, I love the part about this conference that connects people together. I don't know if Dina's still with us, but uh, I, I, am. <laughs> I was able to actually look you up, Rick, and see what things you're going to be at. You're speaking and maximizing dad. I am. I am. I thought his future first conference and uh, first presentation. So, but I was yeah. as wrong as I could get. Right, as work. wrong as I could Thank get. You. Nice sight. Ooh, and he looked at me with those big brown eyes. And said you ain't seen nothing yet. Daddy, you just ain't seen nothing yet. I'm someone no one ever will forget. Daddy, you just ain't seen nothing yet. Yeah, Dina, Mark will come and play this at the conference if you want. No, remember he can't he can't sing and play the guitar at the same time. He needs some extra working with You know, we have a talent show. That's wonderful. Nice. Turn out a few extras. Was all that it would take. All that it would take. And then he looked at me with them big brown eyes. Set that up. <laughs> and said you ain't video. seen nothing yet. Daddy, you just ain't seen nothing yet. I'm someone no one never will forget. Daddy, you just ain't seen nothing yet. <laughs> 